Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to the 100th episode of the College Admissions Process Podcast. I'm thrilled to be celebrating this milestone with you. And I want to take a moment to thank all of our listeners for your continued support. Your engagement and feedback have helped shape this podcast and make it what it is today. Over the past 100 episodes, we've been privileged to speak with admissions representatives from colleges and universities all over the country. We've gained valuable insight into what admissions officers look for in an applicant, what students and parents can do to stand out in the application process, and what life is like on college campuses today. For this special episode, we have a very exciting guest, Dr. John Nader, who is the president of Farmingdale State College. Dr. Nader is an accomplished leader in higher education, and he provided us with an inside look at the programs and opportunities available to students at Farmingdale State College. He also shared his valuable insights into the college admissions process, offering great advice for students and parents alike. I'm thrilled to be sharing this conversation with you, and I hope you'll find it as insightful and engaging as I did. Once again, thank you to all of our listeners for your continued support. And here's to the next 100 episodes of the College Admissions Process Podcast. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Dr. John Nader, who is the president at Farmingdale State College. Dr. Nader, thank you so much for being here today. This is an honor and a pleasure. How are you? I am great, and I'm thrilled to be with you. Thank you so much, Dr. Nader. So why don't we start by me asking you to just tell us about yourself, and how did you become the president at Farmingdale State College? I arrived here seven years ago, um, and I've been thrilled to be here on Long Island. I love the region, and I love the college really beyond words. Prior to this, I was the provost, the chief academic officer at the State University of New York at Delhi, uh, and prior to that, a professor there uh, teaching economics as well as some other courses. I've also spent 16 years in elective office, and when this position opened up, honestly, I wasn't even looking at it, and a couple of people reached out to me and said, you're going to be the president at Farmingdale, and I said, (laughs) what? And they said, no, really, you are, and here I am. They were correct. (laughs) Well, that's terrific. And thank you so much for that introduction. And obviously, Farmingdale State College is so lucky to have you, as are we, Dr. Nader. So let me ask you, how does Farmingdale distinguish itself from other colleges? And what are its unique characteristics that make it really stand out? Farmingdale is the largest college of technology in the State University of New York system and the only college of technology in the downstate area. We are unique in the program mix that we have. We excel with accredited programs in the engineering technology fields, in our school of business, uh, in our health sciences area, and we have a very strong arts and sciences school as well. So we have a program mix 
unlike nearly any other institution in this region and certainly unlike any other public college in this region. Uh, and we are very good at delivering those programs that are focused in those areas. Uh, we are not a traditional four-year institution in that we do not have Bachelor of Arts degrees in literature, the humanities, the social sciences, things of that sort. So we know who we are. We try to stay focused on that, and we believe we're quite good at it. Well, I know many students from Farmingdale State College that are currently there, and of course, many that have graduated, and they have nothing but great things to say about the college and, of course, all the tremendous programs that you offer. So, Dr. Nader, what can you share about the overall admissions process at Farmingdale State in terms of what you're looking for in potential candidates? Farmingdale is a selective college at this point. We generally expect high school grade point averages in the range of 85. There are some variations in that. In the engineering fields, we also expect the student to have pre-calculus. Some of our programs are capped. They are highly competitive. An example would be our nursing program, our aviation program, our applied psychology program. Uh, what I would say to students, however, is that we have a holistic admissions process. We are test optional. My own advice to students on this is to take an SAT or a similar exam. We generally do not hold it against the student who meets those other criteria if she or he did not test well. And if they're low in some of those areas but did test well, we will use it to advantage the student. Understood, and we appreciate that. And what about students that may not have had a strong academic background, but perhaps they have talents in other areas? What does Farmingdale have in place to support those students? So we're particularly interested in students like that because so many of our programs have an applied component. That's not to say in engineering that there's not a very rigorous math and science core, uh, but we do have supports to aid students and our students much more than students at other institutions are engaged in applied learning opportunities. That may not occur in their first year, uh, but that could be a capstone course. It could be an internship. It could be a service project. Uh, it could be working more directly with faculty members on some subjects uh, than others. And we have worked very diligently to be able to serve exactly those kinds of students. And I would add, if a student does not initially get into Farmingdale, we don't view that as a no. We generally view that as a not yet. We work very closely with Long Island's two community colleges. We have joint admissions programs. We will say in those instances where we can't accept a student that we would encourage them to look at Nassau or Suffolk, and they may even be eligible for a joint admission program so that after two years, they can indeed come here. Well, we appreciate that insight. Thank you so much, Dr. Nader. And what support does Farmingdale have in place in terms of helping your students with career development and even job readiness? So our programs are focused on job readiness and really in some cases, graduate school readiness. When you're working in the nursing field, the dental hygiene field, the medical laboratory science area, all of our engineering fields, the vast majority of, of our business degrees, those are career focused and our students who graduate with a bachelor's degree are generally employed at a rate of about 92 to 95 percent six months later a portion of the students that don't fit into that 
went on to graduate school. Um, so we're very successful in placement, and that's a byproduct of programs that are focused on careers in the engineering, health science, and business fields. We also have, and this is somewhat unique, a nexus center for applied learning and career development. And the nexus center works with students who are looking for applied learning opportunities while they're students here, and also works to place them uh, in careers generally in and around the Long Island region. And we tap into our alumni base, over 90 plus thousand strong, many of them residing in this region and many of them employed or even owning local businesses. So we tap into people who also went to Farmingdale and offer job opportunities or are willing to offer job opportunities to our more recent graduates. Well, that's terrific, Dr. Nader. And can you share any other unique and innovative programs or opportunities that Farmingdale offers its students? We actually have several, and none of these are right for every student, but some of these are right for a lot of students. So we were the first SUNY institution to work with the Dream.us in providing scholarship opportunities to dreamers, uh, students who came into this country perhaps illegally and have been re residing here and protected under DACA. We have about 25 students now who are DACA students and are here on full scholarship as a result of the Dream US initiative. We have had a research aligned mentorship program, graduated our first classes there, those students begin to do research with faculty members at a very early stage of their academic career. This was funded through a First in the World grant, and we now have a few hundred students whom we consider RAM scholars here at Farmingdale. Uh, and I know of no other college, at least in this region, that has any kind of comparable program. We have the Silcox Scholar Program that is focused on Long Island uh, students, particularly, but not exclusively, for those from the Hempstead area. Uh, and thanks to a very large gift from Leslie and Mark Silcox, we provide financial supports for those students. And that goes beyond tuition support. Uh, the family helps students pay for books. We provide them additional tutorial supports. And we have had great success in working with students who might not otherwise have had a college opportunity as a result of those types of initiatives. Well, that's terrific, and thank you so much for sharing. What is Farmingdale's approach to financial aid and scholarships? How do students apply for financial aid? And what resources are available to help them navigate through the process? Um, so let me start with the first part of that question. Um, Farmingdale is one of the most affordable colleges in the state of New York. More than half of our graduates leave here with no college debt. Wow. Now, some of that is because 95 plus percent of our students, and we have almost 10,000 students here, uh, are commuters. They're living with their families. They're living in uh, their own apartments with friends and things of that sort, and they're not necessarily incurring room and board expenses. But in terms of a total cost of uh, educational expense, we are one of the best values in the system. And students who may not think they can afford uh, a college education should apply. Uh, and I would encourage that across the SUNY system. We want you uh, if you're a good fit for our programs. 
I would urge students to complete uh, the FAFSA form, which people in high schools can assist you with. We have counselors in our admissions office who would assist families uh, who are uncertain about the FAFSA as well. Even if you think you're not eligible for aid uh, because of your family's income, we may be able to find other ways to help, but we wouldn't do that without the FAFSA so that we had some financial information. We have had great success over the past two to two and a half years in raising additional funds for scholarships. Uh, and so a growing number of our students are getting scholarships. And those scholarships here at Farmingdale recur. If you remain in good academic standing, and some of the scholarships have different grade levels, if you remain in good academic standing, you will sustain that scholarship. We don't do one and done scholarship support here at Farmingdale. So we have a number of ways to work with the student to allow her or him uh, to be able to find this an affordable way uh, to get a college education. Well, that sounds terrific. Thank you so much, Dr. Nader. And how does the university support students once they are enrolled? In other words, what kind of resources and services are available to help students succeed not only academically, but socially? So academically, we have a learning center that includes mathematics uh, writing as many other institutions do. Uh, we have peer tutors, we have paid professional tutors, we have students in majors that are academically very demanding, upper-class men and women, who work with first-year and second-year students uh, to help them achieve success. Socially, we're really trying to expand the range of social activities and events that we hold on campus uh, to give students a better sense of belonging. We have more events now than we have ever had, uh, at least in the time that I have been here at Farmingdale. And next year, we will be starting for a large group of our incoming students, a first year experience program. So students will meet weekly in small groups with a faculty member. It won't be around their major. It won't be an academic course that so will carry a credit to help them with acclimation to college. Many places have done it. Uh, and we feel a need to get into this in a big way going forward and really focus on the unique needs that we have uh, principally for a commuter population. Well, that is terrific. Thank you so much for sharing. This has been a phenomenal conversation. Dr. Nader, I am curious, is there a question I didn't ask or a topic that I didn't bring up that you'd like to talk about at this time? There is. Um, I was fortunate a couple of years ago to do an interview like this with the person who is the executive director of the Princeton Review, which you wow. and perhaps students will know uh, is a guidebook uh, to colleges and universities. So I want to make two points related to that. And, and I was surprised that he and I actually agreed on this. First, <laughs> don't get obsessed with rankings. Okay. Every college or university finds students who are a good fit for that institution and vice versa. Students find an institution that is a good fit for them. Look at what we call the metrics that matter to you. Is that affordability? Is that the set of programs uh, and the outcomes in those programs, employment, income, things of that sort? Do you need licensure in a professional field such as nursing? And I say this to students endlessly. College is about the goodness of fit for you. I say this when I greet students here at Open House. 
We hope we are the fit for you. We would love to have you at Farmingdale, but the most important thing in college education is that that student finds the right fit for him or her. And I don't think we say that enough. I don't think we reinforce enough that the college experience is really about the student. Well, I really appreciate that. College is about the fit. Not every college is for every student, but there is, as you indicated, a college out there for each and every student. Dr. Nader, we really appreciate this conversation. It's been phenomenal. Unfortunately, it leads us to the last question, which is, what are your top three pieces of advice you would give a student and their parents who are getting ready for the college admissions process? Visit the colleges you're interested in. You will get a feel for life at those campuses. I know not everybody can do that by distance, uh, by financial restraints and things of that sort, but to the extent possible, it is really helpful to go and visit a campus. And to parents, uh, and I've given this advice for many years now, allow your student to ask the questions that he or she wants to ask about the institution, not necessarily the ones that you want to ask. Remember that it's your son or daughter who's going, not you. Um, and it's important for people to keep that in mind. The best way to get a feel for a college is to actually be at that college. Uh, and if, if you can do that, you should do that. The other thing I say to families and students is, if you know what academic programs are of interest to you, and you may not, and that's fine uh, for a 17 or 18 year old uh, going to college. If you know, ask about the academic expectations. So often I see particularly families, not so much the students, you know, ask about residence life, ask about is parking readily available, ask about food <laughs> service, uh, ask about, you know, what the holiday calendar is and things of that sort. But ultimately, the student is going to have to do the academic work and they should focus on what those expectations are as they're visiting a campus. Well, Dr. Nader, thank you so much for your advice, your insight. This has been a tremendous conversation and I'm so happy as I know it's going to help so many students and their parents as they navigate through the college admissions process. Again, I can't thank you enough. It was so great to have you and I do hope to have you again. Thanks very much. I'd be happy to come back. Thank you, Dr. Nader. Be well. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.